And that could be yeah. that could be something. I can. I don't I don't help with that at all. Okay. That could be something. No, just let them fend for themselves. Oh. You don't. Yeah. Oh, good luck. I thought you meant on the pod, yeah, like you, you do. don't want to help Fabian like yeah. talk about it. <laughs> You're like, nope. I am not going to be part of that segment at all. Talk. I refuse to help yeah. Fabian in any way. That segment form. sounds horrible. No, it's, I get it. It's it's another like you know how there's multiple feuds going on now apparently <laughs> with Jeremy. Yeah. There's, mm-hmm. another, there's one another one I saw. So there's How like, great was that gift that I found? I was like, oh my gosh, that's the best gift. I'm like, thank you, Sean. You're the best. Love you. <laughs> Welcome to Rebel Teacher Alliance, the podcast where teachers rethink student engagement with Jamie Halsey, Fabian Hoffman, and Scott Kazarian. Hey everybody, welcome to Rebel Teacher Alliance. Uh, you know, it's quite interesting. I was at a conference this weekend uh, and I heard somebody say like, not hey everybody, but it was like, hi, hi everybody, how are you doing or something? I was like, well, that's not how you say it. It's hey everybody. Like, <laughs> No, that's, that's yeah. yeah, you got uh-huh. it. It's really not that easy. Yeah. I think the only person that can pull that off other yes. than you is Jeremy. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when, which, he did, when he pretended to be me. I'm bringing him up for... I'm, I'm no, I'm I'm bringing him up for a oh, reason. Yes. Um, I do want to bury the hatchet. Oh. I don't want to be in a feud really? anymore with him. I feel like you want to bury it so you like... can unbury it and kill him. That's the thing. That I think it's I mean, like he's, unexpected. He is pushing. <laughs> he is pushing the buttons quite well. Like he sent to Marco Polo, yeah. and like I mean, I'm trying really hard. I'm trying. Mm. This is me offering an olive branch right now. Don't buy it. Don't buy it, Jeremy. Don't go for me. it. It's not a. Re- it's not real. It's, he's just gonna backtrack if he, it if he keeps and trick you. You know when a student says, "I'm begging you, Mister Kaz," I'm like, "Well, that's not really begging. That's just like yelling loudly. I'm like begging is different." No, students yeah. never yeah. beg for me. But I, have, I, ex- I'm extending an olive branch to Jeremy. Yeah. Um, but if he keeps disrespecting me, the. F- you will unbury the hatchet. I understand. I think at yep, some point when you guys meet again, you're going to have to have some sort of like face off kind of a uh, thing. Or just a like hug a Rochambeau, like a, or some sort of competition to see who ultimately is the you know, winner. You know what's funny? I don't even know how this started. I, no I think you made it up. I think I you think. started yeah. it. Yeah, I think I think yeah. I, did. I think it's I like, all your yeah. fault. I like that Sean Moriarty and others on oh, no, I think, Discord I think are Jeremy jumping on too. Said, "Are we are we fighting? Yeah. Are we having beef or something yeah. like that?" And that's how. It yeah. So he started it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Sure. Okay. We'll go with that. Uh, you were you were at a conference. I was at a conference. It was very fun. The most fun was seeing one of our like our rebels out there, Katie Powell, who's on our Discord as well. Hi, Katie. And I got to see yeah, her in I person, hate. so I snapped a photo, a quick a quick selfie. And then, like, I was telling you guys pre-pod, like, I was in her, I went to hers, because I'd never heard her speak. Uh, and so, but then, like, she couldn't look at me, because I was, like, all smile and giggles, like, watching her up there, like, a proud, like, yeah. friend, right? And so she had to, like, miss eye contact with me. But it was very fun. Uh, I definitely volunteered to be, like, one of the we people. All, we all try yeah. that. Like not making eye contact. <laughs> it with doesn't you. work. It doesn't work pretty uh, well. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Well, uh, it was very fun. Uh, you know, like any conference, you take a couple of, of tidbits and you go, oh. So I went to a really good one with Donalyn Miller, which I think a lot of people. Yeah, she's and, amazing. Uh, which was surprising because it wasn't very crowded in hers. Really? And somebody somebody recommended I go, so I went with them, and I thought, oh, this will be really good for me, and it was. And I just think, oh, how sad that people missed out on that because. 
They should. She's been the there, whole so. reason why I do the forty book challenge. Okay, well there you go. Well, it she was fantastic. From her. Uh, it was all about book yeah. autobiographies, like in essence, like what do you read mm-hmm. and what have you read over time, and what is your autobiography you would write about all the books you've read, like what are the first ones you could remember and all those kind of things. Oh, that's thought, neat. Oh, yeah, it was really, it that's was cool. really great. Uh, so I took a few tidbits from that one. I took a few tidbits from the Boredom Busters with Katie Powell. Um, I went yep. to a Tech Tools one. That one was very fun. Uh, I knew all those Tech Tools, but it was still really fun. The first Tech Tool was. Uh, double space from single space and it helps people annotate and i thought okay this was that a tech tool i mean i guess i don't know maybe, maybe. so sure. i thought oh <laughs> but i was already in, like the front row or the second to front wait, row wait isn't that usually get out of here. what teachers do and say it has to be double space i don't know isn't that like i don't know but i did nice. hear and this i did hear oh like when she wow. showed it up front the double spacing and i was like uh oh help <laughs> I was like, I was like, I know, because I'm a big guy anyway, and I just have one of were those you, faces. Were you sitting in the back? I was of the in the room, front. So no, I was like in the second to the front. I was like, I went against no, my norm. That's not how you do all throughout it. life. I have no. been third from the back row in everything. It doesn't matter. Church doesn't matter. Like it doesn't middle. You know, middle school, college doesn't matter. Third from the back row it yeah. feels like a safe spot. But for whatever reason, I was like, I'm just gonna be all in. Like not one foot in, mm-hmm. one foot out. And man, did I regret that. So, uh, but it was really fun because yeah. it's nice to laugh because people notice when you leave, they do. In fact, they usually get made fun of on the way out by yeah. somebody. If they're clever enough, like I would make fun of somebody if they got up and left in the middle of my session. Um, yeah. so I guess I just called myself, forgot their cup noodles accident. in the microwave yeah. or something, <laughs> but that was really fun. Uh, and nice to just get away and like hang out with other st- teachers that I'm not sure all of them were super in, but there were some that were in and it was, it was fun. It was, because this was like DOE sponsored, yeah, the, right? Or or put on by the, the DOE. The Hawaii Department or of Ed like that, brings right? in AMLE, uh, and then yeah. they put on because we have a Hawaii AMLE called Hamley, and they put on yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, it was it was really great. Uh, the, my first teacher conference. I've been to other conferences, but my first teacher one, and uh, just you know just little tidbits take home. And maybe implement. Yeah. I think that's I the big that thing, notebook. right? If you go and you can implement one or two things, I think that I call that a success. Lots of talk. Really, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, well, no. you get fire hose with all that stuff. And so it's hard to remember. It's hard to attach yourself to things. And so, yeah. I think yeah. Lots good. of talk about uh, COVID kids. Uh, mm. More than mm. I thought was necessarily necessary. Like we mm. all know that in a few years we'll graduate all out all these kids, mm-hmm. and we'll get a whole new set that like won't have that COVID issue. If the, let's mm-hmm. just you know per se, but uh, there were a couple interesting things. Just thinking about like how students interact with us now and their their kind of uh, feeling of autonomy more than maybe they should in class, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how they don't just negotiate. They feel like they like have every right to and like they kind of own the place a little bit mm-hmm. like the authority structure is kind of you know some of it was good I thought, oh yeah some of that i could see some of that and mm-hmm. in middle school yeah. all authority is challenged at all times so yeah. the key is what consistency yeah. and follow through mm-hmm. right so yeah. and <laughs> i don't know a school that does that very well but uh if you find one let me know <laughs> uh <laughs> but consistency and follow through are what i think we're supposed to do uh, and then I've been Apple yeah. trained, not to jump too hard, not to stay on me for too long, but I've been doing Apple trainings, which means with this, it's all about you with today, this dude. conference, I've Maybe. only taught like two days in two weeks, 
which is a very weird wow. feeling. Oh, I've never wow. done that before. But you're going to work every day I am. still. Like, yeah. Right, except for the... Yeah, and yeah. So, so it's very funny. odd, especially being a COVID teacher. I never had the pre-COVID training where people just came and trained you and did stuff. Mm-hmm. And so people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, we used to do this all the time. I'm like, oh, this is the first one. I, I've never been away from my class for more than like three days. This is weird. Mm. Uh, but mm. I have tried a couple of tools. Uh, the, my favorite one was Apple Classroom. Have you guys used that at all? No. Yes, uh, Apple Classroom lets you uh, like see all the uh, – we have iPads. So yeah. my iPad lets me yep. see all of their iPads, what they're using. It oh, also lets nice. me like shut them down or lock them or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and you can launch stuff. Yeah, you can there. send it's them really all cool. to the same website, different things. Uh, that you can just push out to everything. I press, I was like, oh, I'm going to be all cool, and I'm going to press like the lock screen and lock them all out and laugh at them. Uh, mm-hmm. But it turns out when you do that the first time, you have to do it yourself and then press allow every time. Otherwise, they get the setting that says, do you want to allow this? And they just say no. And then I cannot lock the screen. <laughs> so that was really fun. <laughs> they had a good laugh on me. I was like, hey, guys, watch this. And I pressed it. And then watch they're like, this. oh, yeah, watch yeah. this. And they all locked me out. I was like, dang it. So literally I had to go remove them all from my virtual classroom and then add them all again just because wow, I was being so a Wow, so you just wasted hilarious. a bunch of time. Yeah. So that's my that's one yeah. fail story. Because you wanted to be clever. My training's going really well, if you can't tell. Um and then the yeah. second thing is something that comes on iPads that I never knew existed. Actually, it might be on our Macs, too. It's called Freeform. Anybody? Use I have Freeform? seen Freeform. Yes, that's new. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, it's like it's a new. giant dry erase board. So the okay. goal is, because mm-hmm. I have an Apple TV and a TV, uh, and so I can hook my iPad to it and use it. Instead of writing on my dry erase board and then wiping it all off with like the spray because it doesn't like wipe off good anymore, yeah. and then rewriting it the yeah. next period, I can just do it all on this iPad, mm-hmm. which I feel like Fabian could have yeah. told me like 10 years ago when mm-hmm. I met him. I yeah. probably you did. You were using you an iPad like that back then. but And I was using it and writing on it, but it was not Freeform yeah. because that didn't exist. So Freeform's so cool really because new. the more you zoom out, the bigger the whiteboard gets. You just get more and more yeah. space. So hypothetically, yeah, every day I could even drag in links. So I dragged in my canva link into freeform and then today i click on it it opens up my canva app and shows them the agenda for the day and i go oh that's that's really nice like what a nice little feature uh but then what i didn't realize is that i i tend to zoom out a lot so Mm -hmm. by the time i got done with one lesson my little canva logo went from like probably like three inches like two to three inches wide to like a millimeter wide because I'd zoomed out so much. And then you couldn't actually see anything <laughs> that I was writing because every time I was done writing, I zoomed out more and then just kept writing again. So it's this very weird looking dry erase board that will be no help to anybody. Have you ever heard of something called Beacons by Rocketbook? No. Tell me. Uh, okay. Um, I, I have those actually. And it. Oh, you uh-huh. do? And I saw, I saw Jack. Um, Jake Carr, uh, Edgy Protocol, mm-hmm. Jack, Jake, Jake Carr, um, doing those. Uh, using <laughs> yeah, Edgy these... Protocol, Jack, Jake Carr. It's wow. late. It's okay. late. Yeah. Okay, it was a very Edgy long. Protocol, day. Jack. Anyway, Go ahead. Jamie, what did he do? So <laughs> you get there are these like little sticky things you stick on your whiteboard, okay. and you create a rectangle with them. So like you put one in each corner. And then you can use your phone on your camera to snap a picture and it'll save whatever you have on your regular whiteboard to like a PDF. Oh. And then you can push that out to kids or whatever. But it's by 
rocket book. Who, what do you put in the um, corner? Something yeah. you print up or buy or something? It's these kind of foamy, sticky things that will st- stick to your whiteboard. And Kay. they can come on and off. Like, it just kind of adheres yeah. to that temporarily. And then anything within that shape um, can get captured with wow. your camera and saved and it just it's really easy to like grab that okay. stuff so if you ever wanted to yeah. do like anchor charts on your whiteboard yeah. or you know do that same thing but on a physical whiteboard that's another yeah. option for those that don't have an apple freeform thing. and it's like oh, that's a very good point it you can set it up in the rocket book mm-hmm. app that it automatically dumps it into like a predetermined folder mm-hmm. on your Google Drive or mm-hmm. whatever. So if you share that directly with students and they always have access to the newest mm-hmm. slides or stuff, so it's yeah. cool. I had something to say, but then you said dump in the folder and I like <laughs> lost track. Yeah. Wait, what was it? Oh, um, that's true because wow. not everybody's going to have an Apple TV. I mean, not everybody's all donors choose crazy like me yeah. and have that set up. Yeah. But I do love the idea that now if I date, if I organize and date all these free forms I make from now until mm-hmm. the end of the year, hypothetically, I would have a year's worth of free forms that I can go back to and actually look at the exact notes we talked about and drew out and all the things. Yeah. Because I could even hand the iPad to a student because they gave me like a Logitech crayon and they could draw on it too. And I. I was like, I mm-hmm. like the idea of that digital format of being able to store all that. I don't yeah. know if that's wishful thinking that I would pull that off, but so that, it's wishful yeah, thinking. You. But you, you go you, ahead, you give you it a ahead. try, buddy. You prove do it. it. Prove me wrong. I like how the zest. <laughs> so yeah. those are kind of my two fails um, from my Apple training. So those will be fun to talk about tomorrow when I actually go to my Apple training again. Mm. And they're like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's going good. They're really good. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's what happened. Strengths and weaknesses, <laughs> positive, negatives. <Yeah. laughs> All right, Jerry, t- tell us about your sketch notes. What's going on? Okay, so we were we wrapped up finally all of our novels, and we get I get this um, scholastic um, book magazine thing called Storyworks. Yeah, and I love Storyworks mm-hmm. oh, so yeah. much. I think I've talked about it before, but <clears throat> it's just chock full yeah. of all kinds of uh, articles and stories and plays and different genres of things or whatever. And basically, we finished a little earlier than I thought, and I was not well prepared for the day. And, you know, you just kind of have to have that bag of tricks. So I was like, open up your uh, story works. And the first uh, story was about this rescue in the Amazon. And it's a relatively short article. And all I did was I told the kids, here's some paper. Um, You are going to create a sketch note based on the article. And I gave them a couple parameters. I said, it had to, they had to talk about the rescue, like what happened. They had to talk about like what the rainforest is like based on what the article said. Mm-hmm. And then they had to pull out key vocabulary and add like doodles Do, and be, stuff like that to it. Yeah. Be, before you continue, have they heard of sketch notes before? Is this the first time? They, we have. Them? And I've modeled this quite a bit mm-hmm. throughout the year. So typically when... Okay. Um, when I model notes, they're sketch notes. So we're always adding doodles mm-hmm. and things like that. And as a matter of fact, I started incorporating it into my assessments where they would have to draw Ooh, something and fun. doodle with it, you know, like vocabulary mm-hmm. or like, um, you know, let's say a character has like a particular motivation in a novel. They'll have to draw the character and do like little speech bubbles, like 
you know, illustrating yeah. that. Um, so That's we cool. incorporate a lot of that. And I do talk to the kids about how tying the, the visual drawings to their learning really helps the learning stick. But mm. what's interesting about this is I it's got more out of those kids with a blank piece of paper and giving something really open-ended <laughs> than I would have handing them like a ditto and having them fill it out. And they took their time yeah. and their stuff's amazing. I'll put it on Discord, like the stuff that they came up with and the design. Um, and every single kid uh, showed me that they totally understood the article. Like I can take that. I could wow. use that as an assessment to determine if they get it or not. And so we saw the That's picture because really cool. you showed us uh, pre-pod mm-hmm. uh, and they're very yeah. detailed i saw multiple colors and like mm-hmm. organizational yeah. structures um how long are you giving them and can we have your students oh, yeah, that's a good question. is that okay can we just switch students <laughs> yeah two questions, two and questions. i have a class yeah. that i i would like you to <laughs> meet i think i'm gonna keep mine yeah, um okay. if that's okay oh, thank you but no thank you <laughs> thanks but no thanks <laughs> honestly there's like this thing I have to always tell myself, and it is, and I think teachers have a bad habit of this, of interfering with them learning. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they'll get in this role, and then you just want to get in there and like teach them something, but they're learning and they're mm-hmm. doing it themselves, and they don't need you right now. <laughs> and yeah. it's that guide on the side thing, yeah. right? So I just let them do it. And, you know, it took longer than it probably should have. It took him probably about an hour, so like two class periods to do it. Mm -hmm. But they were engaged. They were learning. They were talking. Do you have to break it up at all? Do you have to like like? I had to break it up over, yeah, Yeah. I broke it up over two days. Okay. Um, And then I had still had a few kids that didn't finish. So like when I was reading aloud today, they just finished up so one section or period of learning Mm -hmm. each day and then the second day they're probably much more headspace wise ready to tackle it because they've already kind of wrapped their heads around it the first time yeah yeah and they're like very motivated and they just want to get it done and turned into so they're like they're ready to like be you know to do it and tackle it and have a complete product that's awesome and this was Done with both of your the, the four and the five. Yes, they all have the same article, okay. same parameters, and I, and had did the kids like know about sketchnoting before they before you had them, or is are you the first person to show them I what it is? Because I, I would be interested in if there's like a difference between those two age groups in like details. Yeah, I know that there are teachers. I know for sure there's a fourth grade teacher on my team. A couple of them actually that have done one pagers which is basically the same mm-hmm. thing um but those tend yeah. to ha- they give them usually like a paper that has things blocked off and they fill out the one pager um mm-hmm. where this is just really really open ended and i don't think anybody calls it sketch notes yeah what do they call it okay note sketches I don't know what they call it. I know they call one page. Wait, Fabian almost laughed at that. Like, he almost wanted to laugh. He almost (laughs) went there. Okay, I do have a real question. Okay. Okay, I, I, or not a a comment. Uh, Autodraw.com, have we used Autodraw? I have not used Autodraw. I mean, I'm familiar with it, but I have not used it. So, Autodraw lets you draw something and then it gives you recommendations of icons. 
Yes. That's cool, uh, right? And I was thinking, because I, I saw it over the weekend, and so there, you know, like I said, a couple things you take away from a conference is like, oh, yeah, I forgot about auto-draw. Um, I wonder for our, my non-drawing students who don't, like, I wonder if what you think about if they were to go to auto-draw, draw something, because you can't just write the word money. It won't show you a mm-hmm. money sign, right? You mm-hmm. have to draw something. I wonder mm-hmm. what you think about, like, maybe even for my SPED students who aren't very good drawers or feel, like, embarrassed of their their mm-hmm. sketch notes. What do you think about adding that as an option for them? Oh, I think definitely if you were doing a digital version, um, for sure. Um, I do think you have to build that culture in your classroom where, you know, the, it's less about the drawing and the pretty and it's more about the content. Yeah. So, for example, um, we just had a test that had like a couple of sketch note style questions. And I said, look, you know, this is not meant to be an art piece. I just need art. to know, yeah. do you understand the concept? And you need to show me through drawing and annotation. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, I say the same thing. That's very true. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, the, like, I was even thinking now then, like you said, oh, digitally, but I'm thinking, oh, like, actually, if a, drew, a student wants to draw a picture of a book and then an icon pops up and then they see the icon and mm-hmm. they want to mimic that icon on their paper, mm-hmm. that wouldn't bother me either, I don't think, because they're still taking the so. initial learning themselves and turning it into something. I yeah, and if they label it, it kind of doesn't know. matter what it looks like. That's true. You I know, say and draw and I th- label. I think too, like if even if you um, are good at drawing or not good at drawing, I think it's good for them to see like a, a like a stick figure, like you know, illustrating a word and showing that again, it it does not have to look good. And that blob could be a cow or that blob could be whatever, you know. It doesn't have to look like the thing. Some of my students will be like, hey, can I look up what a whale looks like on on my iPad? And I think... They do do that. So Ah. if you're going to look it up anyway... I don't have a problem with you auto-drawing it or... I mean, I haven't used that. I'm just thinking out loud. Mm-hmm. I, I heard it, Jamie. You said doo-doo. I just, I just want to make it, it clear that oh. it did not go uh, unnoticed. I, I, I did do. I did say doo-doo. Right, thank you. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> well, that's really that's cool. Really fun, and yeah. then, uh, I, you know, I've watched sketch notes in, like, some of my other classes. And, like, I want to do sketch notes. I want to. I just... Mm-hmm. Every attempt I've made seems to just slow the train down so slow. But I think in their inability to get over the drawing and the even just for some of them lack of lack of background knowledge to know how to draw something Mm -hmm. that I was thinking, oh, maybe auto draw could speed that that system up that train up a little bit. So Mm -hmm. I make it to the station on time. Wow. You have like the whole story. I know. You could also get them thinking in terms of shapes. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like, okay, well, let's look at a book. A book's just two rectangles, right? Mm, like an fair. open book is two rectangles. So, you know, maybe for especially your ones that might need like a little extra assistance, maybe you spend, I don't know, two or three minutes at the beginning of class modeling some real basic sketches. Like, um, I did. Know, hey, let's I did look the, at the Roman Colosseum and draw it. I like that. Like idea. about Thank you, Jamie. Mm-hmm. five years ago. I think uh, Sylvia Duckworth did like a thing. She had her her book came out, and so she did like an online training, basically yeah. via Twitter. And so she posted like mm-hmm. 
um, homework essentially, and it's this. It was just these little things like specific icons, mm -hmm. different areas of life, um, yeah, or, or content or whatever, and then you just practice that. And that could be something you just teach them, like at the beginning of class, specific things that you know you're gonna need books yeah. specific ways of writing things like how to dif differentiate between a title and a, and a like a label or stuff like that and just like doing that as like little like pr basically providing them with a quiver that they can then yeah. fill with all the the arrows that they're going to need and then they can shoot and kill a deer Oh, there we go. Look at our stories today. Yeah. Wow, we are. It's, I'm sorry. I was playing Tears I mean, we of the did Kingdom. Just kill a deer I'm, I'm very yeah, much into dark, Zelda right now, so that's probably why. Anyways, yeah. but no, you you yeah. you're giving them basically like a tool a toolbox <laughs> for for sketching. And I think I think Carrie Bauckham talks about that in her book too. Mm -hmm. um, having having the kids build like a visual library yeah. or a visual oh, yeah, dictionary yeah. Uh -huh. of their things, and I think Sylvia Duckworth addresses it as well. And just creating those basic things. So like like what Fabian said, using things that you know in your classroom you'll see over and over. Like, yeah. you know, maybe somebody who's, you know, carrying like a, a bow and arrow or, you know, or like know a, a ship. like a Or like a magnifying glass, right? Or, or mm -hmm. a candle or something or a light bulb. Like mm -hmm. very basic stuff that you know they're going to use because it's an idea. Mm -hmm. It's like oh. we're looking for something sure. like specific icons yeah. like the lead pipe in the ballroom exactly I get it. Mm -hmm. yep. and it was colonel mustard obviously it was not but mm -hmm. colonel mustard is or innocent. professor plum <laughs> <Innocent. laughs> <laughs> all right well uh fabian uh tell us about yes because did i did uh, i pre-pod pre-pod you kind of <laughs> were a little darker you've come out of I the have. darkness come tell us why. i have um so yeah i've i've switched my students and uh i went from three very chatty classes that did not have a lot of support to two incredibly strong classes and probably the lowest class I've ever taught in my life um, mm -hmm. with an awesome ed specialist in there. Um, so this class, is, so the other, so it's kind of, so here's, here's my day. Here's what my day looks like. <laughs> um, let's, let's say it's a day. They're my last class of the day before our flex periods, which is like, multimedia or immersive design or whatever so like our electives so th here's what my day looks like i have an awesome class i feel happy they do the things i ask them to do no problem i have a second one of those sun is shining yep. rainbows not, are out yep. and <laughs> the second class is not as strong as the first one but that's okay they just need a little help i can handle that it's great. sun but there's, no rainbows yep. there's no <laughs> rainbows there's no puppies it's just yep. it's just sunshine it's fine <laughs> yeah and then they roll in and it's literally, I'm like, the dark clouds just appear and I, I need to run for shelter. That's basically what it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, but the, the good thing is, because I have these two classes before that, my, I'm not frustrated. I'm like, I'm going in with mm, like, my frustration prepared. level is just low. Uh, whereas like my first semester this year, I was just frustrated every day. I was just like, Mm -hmm. It does not matter. You were? Yeah. That's it did not shocking. matter when I had these classes. It was just, there was this constant frustration that I had with them because they were so chatty. Nice kids. I love them to death. They're so fun, but so frustrating. So now I have like these easy classes and it's great and we get stuff done and then I have them. So I'm prepared emotionally. That's what I want to say. Um, so that's, mm -hmm. that's my A day. On my B day, 
I started with a pretty strong class, um, the Just Sunshine class, not the Puppies and Rainbows Sunshine class. Oh, okay. Yes, um, thank you for clarifying. Yeah. Then I have the, the, the Dark Cloud class, but, and here's the kicker, and this is really important, I have a break in between. So because we have a split oh. lunch, so I have my first part and then my second part. So I get to recover during lunchtime which is really fun yeah, and yeah. really important. And then I end the day on a high note because then I have like my puppies in rainbow sunshine class. Unicorns so, come out, exactly. you're dancing. So it's yeah. like the balance is really important, I noticed, because I would probably lose my mind. Anyways, so... That is key. Yeah. So the, this class... And I think no, I, yeah. that's what it's like being an elementary school teacher because you have the class that you have. Yeah. <laughs> and so oh, yeah. like <laughs> if you have a rough class i mean it's rough for a year yeah. and there's no break yeah. from them you're just in it that's true that's so. how my advisory feels and then that's actually where you're talking about a little bit Fabian. Yeah. you're just so, having a hard time with um so that that clouds. class the storm cloud class which has has its moments like i said really low um some really sweet kids in there but it takes a while like it i have to calculate two days instead of one for like an activity for example mm. that's just how it is that's just how who they are and that's fine but on top of the high need like academically i also have high need uh, behavior wise as well which the dynamics in that class is like i have i don't know probably like 13 or something IEP students. I'm, I haven't counted them yet. So a lot. Wow, but that's a lot. I have an mm -hmm. amazing ed specialist who is like my lifeline in that class. It's like, you know, I already talked about like having somebody in the room that you can just make mm -hmm. eye contact with and be just like, you just saw that. I just saw that. It, it actually happened. We're good. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Um, so she's <laughs> she's amazing. I, I, I would die without her. But um, they... So they have such a high need academically that she is busy helping that class academically. And I have mm -hmm. academically just, I need to help a lot in that class, which mm -hmm. is fine. But then I have the behavior type kids who, holy moly, like it's, it's really like, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like you have to see it to imagine what this class is like. It's, it's just hard to explain. But anyways, there's one of those kids mm -hmm. who, is like the heaviest hitter. He's like out of his seat constantly. He's like being disrespectful. <laughs> the heaviest hitter. That's yeah, funny. Disrespectful <laughs> to um, my coworker in there. Disrespectful to me. Just the stuff that he says. He tries to mimic me and thinks he can like trigger me because it might have worked with another teacher. And I'm just like, hey, cool. You're doing the thing that I was doing. Okay. So I'm leaning into it and I'm trying to have fun with him. And so that kid... He, he was in my immersive design class in the first semester, and then they moved him out, which I don't know why, um, but they moved him out. Then I get him in my history class, and he's just a mess. Like, he's disrespectful to me, and he was totally fine the first semester when I had him. He was great. I, anytime anything was up, I was like, hey, dude, can you, like, come on, let's not do this right now. And he piped down, he was good. <laughs> and now it's like he just... Like, I wronged him in some way. Like, literally, that's what it felt like. Mm -hmm. So today, I sat down with him and I was like, so what's wh what's going on? And he's like, yeah, you disrespected me. I'm like, no, I didn't. Like, you know I treat you with respect. I treat everybody with respect. Like, you're disrespecting me, kind of, um, by the way you're treating me. And I don't know why. I don't know why I deserve that. And so 
it came out that he thought that I moved him out of my immersive design class on purpose. And he, I, there's a, a lot like backstory. There's a lot to, I mean, we're talking about a year ago. No, no, a no. Year ago, no yeah. This, this last, last semester. Last semester. Um, so there's just a lot of his backstory that I feel like that he felt he connected with me and that mm -hmm. I abandoned him because I moved him out. Um, I think that's what he said, because when I was teaching my immersive design class, I made hints that there might be some students that have to leave this class for whatever reasons. And I kind of was looking at specific students who were just like out of control in that class. And so he wasn't one of them. I actually liked having him in that class because he was really respectful. And so I told him this. I'm like, dude, I did not move you. I don't know what happened. You just got moved out for whatever reason. Scheduling, I don't know what it was. But I didn't, like, I wanted you in that class. I want your input. You're a creative kid. Like, you you have stuff you can bring to the table that I appreciate. And I don't know what's going on. I don't know why they moved you. And so I hope it's going to change. He did change his demeanor. A little bit after. I was going to say, did his whole posture change? It did, and everything? Like, it did a little bit. It felt like yeah. he, I think that I stumbled across like what was actually going on. It was like yeah. he felt abandoned. And maybe mm -hmm. in his story that he has, like his background, there is abandonment in his family. Um, and so he thought he connected with me and then I pushed him away. And so it's like he was just hurt. So we'll see how it goes yeah. tomorrow. I mean, I could talk to him because you've done that to me yeah. before. So I feel like I can <laughs> yeah. talk to him. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it goes tomorrow. If anything changes, um, but I will sit down with him again and, and talk to him, like, and be more like maybe more in a private setting because this was like in the classroom. But it was interesting. It was very interesting. It just reminded me of like how much students need to feel connected, right, to your teacher, yeah. to the teacher, and to the class. Um, mm -hmm. which leads me to the another, to another thing that I noticed today was another student who's like really shy. She's in my advisory, doesn't say much. Um, and she, and so I put her, I created those groups, those like with my crew assignment, with the Bartle test and so on. And so she was just a good fit for like a specific group, but those are kids that she doesn't talk to. And so today mm -hmm. we were doing stuff. I was like telling them how to bookmark stuff on Google drive because we're using like a shared folder, blah, blah, blah. And so she she asked me, she flagged me down. I was like, hey, how do I do this? And I was like, oh, do you guys have it? So I, I talked to the other two. I was like, do you have this? Do you know how to do it? Can you explain it to her? And they started to talk, and she just closed her computer and was like, I'm done. And I'm like, hmm. what is that about? And she's like, yeah, I'm just really shy, and I don't talk to these kids. I don't know them. And then I was asking her, mm -hmm. like, how, what, what can we do? Like, do we... Is there anything that you... Do we just give up? Is yeah, there is there anything that, that, that I yeah. can do for you where it's like you can create a connection with these kids? And so we, we kept talking, and then it came out that, hey, a really good idea would be a board game day. So, mm -hmm. and remember last year when I did that, how, like, the the atmosphere in the class, the energy changed because... Yeah. I kids were playing that. with each other and they had reasons to talk to each other other than um, it's content and they have to. And so mm -hmm. I'm going to throw that in next week. I'm going to throw in a board game day and be like, hey, guys, let's just play games. And we'll see how that goes because I think that's what she needs. She needs like a reason other than academics 
that she can talk yeah. to them. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to blame her. Yeah, I keep so. I keep struggling with that <laughs> stat in my class. I've told you guys like 50% of my school feels like they don't belong. Yeah. And I've talked to my school, my classroom about this. Yeah. I've just been sitting around with it. But one of the things that like even from the conference was like, yeah, like how are you, how are you building those relationships outside of just the content, yeah. right? It sounds mm-hmm. like you did that twice. The, yeah, I hope so. so. I, was that, were those both today? Those were that both was a today. Great day. So, wow. Yeah. You're killing I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if it changes anything. But it just shows me like how important it is to pull these kids out. And I do it all the times. So it's not like this is new to me, but it just reinforced that. Oh, I cannot forget that kind of stuff. Where it's just like, hey, just sit down and have a conversation about what is it that you need. What is it that I'm not giving you that I'm not providing you. And yeah, she's in my advisory, so I know her a little bit. Um. Mm-hmm. And this is the first semester I have her, like, as a student student, like, in, in history. Mm-hmm. So the dynamics are different, obviously. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's That's, that's awesome. Story. I had a student come in today and go, do you remember me, Mr. Kaz? And that's always, I'm, the answer is always no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope, I don't, of course I don't know not. <laughs> like, like, I was like, oh, yeah, how's it going? You're in, you're at, uh, you're in high school now, right? <laughs> And she's like, no, I'm in eighth grade. I go here. I was like, oh yeah, that that's right. No, I was like, I was like, I don't know. She wasn't in her uniform. She didn't look like she was like uh, she went. She looked like a high schooler. And I don't think I've even seen her this whole year because she. A lot of students that aren't mine Mm -hmm. come into my class because I'm a special education student, so I or teacher, so I don't. I just like if I'm gonna see a gen ed student, it's gonna be because they're coming into my class or walking by my classroom and just stop by during lunch or recess or whatever it is and so she gave me the hardest time and i go well look go out the door and i'll forget you again and then we could do all this all over again in like six months it'll be great <laughs> i said can you be in high school by then because then i can just be like oh how's high school and then it'll, it'll make sense but we don't have to see each other between now and then and then it'll it'll feel better and do you guys remember all your students i don't yeah i find that um in my class uh, all my boys always get really attached maybe it's the star wars thing so you know um, but yeah, I always have a gaggle after school that come by and visit and sometimes they bring their quest folders from the previous years and it's cool. It's neat to see that. Mm-hmm. Well, belonging, right? I think takes that intentionality and then willingness to like, you know, like not cut them off when they want to come back and reminisce, even yeah. though the reminiscing is never the same. Like I have an advisory student mm-hmm. who was in my advisory last year and is in my advisory this year. And this year is a train wreck, and last year was amazing. Yeah. And so it's, like, never going to be the same as it was, right? But you're giving them that chance. I got a kid. I got a bottle of water. It's the Jason Momoa water. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. Jason Momoa makes water bottles. I know who Jason bottles. Momoa is, but yeah, Walk- Aquaman own. makes water bottles. Makes sense. And they were giving them out at this conference, so I threw one in my bag because I go, oh, there's this one kid, and he's super, like, you know, kind of like what Fabian said, just looking for Mm attention-seeking things going on in the background, not, you know, all sorts of things, right? I thought, oh, I'll throw it in my bag. And for whatever reason today, he was, like, mad as all get out at the whole day. But then I I go, oh, hey, I forgot I got this for you yesterday. And he goes, is there real water in it? I go, there is real water in that. And, like, his whole demeanor – at first he's like i don't want whatever you have but then he saw i go it's jason momoa water and then all of a sudden all the walls of whatever was going on that he came into class with just dropped down yeah. and all it took was jason momoa aquaman water i mean aqua. simple yeah. things yeah aquaman aqua all right fabian what are you even playing man um so 
I, I've been playing with the idea of using uh, board games in my classroom as like a thing to teach the fall of Rome um, and to illustrate like how, how hard it was for the Romans to keep that empire afloat, especially after like they, they had been invaded for, for a few, a few times. And um, so I bought uh, the pandemic fall of Rome game um, which is just the pandemic game with like a reskin, same mechanics, little a few changes, um, less diseases, more weapons. More is it just yeah, barbarian? Oh, okay, yeah. that's so. It's it's really really well done. I've played it a couple of times now. I've played it a few times by myself because it has like a solo mode. But I've played it with my friend uh, who works at my school, who is also like he's a speech pathologist, and we're like board game geeks together, and it's fun. And so we played it. I brought it over, and it's really fascinating how um, Pandemic took this historical fact that the Romans were trying to keep an empire alive, but kept getting invaded by yeah. the Ostrogoths and the Visigoths and the mm-hmm. whatever Goths, the the Vandals and so on, and how they put that into this game. Um, and it's really hard to keep this empire alive, which yeah. is really the, the, the fun part of it because it really teaches you about, like, you have to think about a lot of stuff. Uh, how, how can you balance the power? Do you recruit people from the barbarians and make them part of your legionnaires? Or do you just fight them back so they're not bothering, bothering you? And because even though you might be allied with the Vandals or whatever, you could still they still might invade you because maybe they don't agree with you or they're staging a revolt like they did. Yeah, they're just biding their time. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and so it was really interesting to play this game. So I've been trying to figure out, like, how can I put this into my classroom, just strip down and, and make it easier digestible for like seventh graders mm-hmm. um, because I, I have this giant map that I use for after the fall of Rome that I talked about on this podcast like mm-hmm. a while ago. Um, the octagons or hexagons or whatever. The hexagon it? ones. Yeah. Um, and, but I'm like, this is like thematically perfect to demonstrate how Rome fell. So mm-hmm. I want, I'm still working on it. I've there, I've, I've talked to Jack GPT about it a, a lot of times. <laughs> Um, so I have, I have like your best friend. That sounds like friend. nonsense every time you say it. I'm not going to stop laughing. Um, but it does, it does have like um, some really good ideas of how to break it down. But I, when I was trying to figure that out with the help of the AI, I wasn't like immersed into the game enough to like actually understand what it was trying to say. So I'm going to work on it. I'm, I hope that this semester I can do it. I bought it for my classroom. But yeah, it's a it's a really great game. It's cooperative, which I love. And um, how I I've played Pandemic, but I can't recall off the top of my yeah. head how long one game lasts. Too long. It's uh, I think we played for about an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like learning the game. We both knew Pandemic. I play yeah. the Clone Wars one all the time, um, which is a little bit different. So there are a few changes in there that you have mm-hmm. to learn, but it's the same mechanics. It's the same, mm-hmm. like, there is an, uh, it's not a, uh, it's not a disease that spreads, but it's a revolt that happens. Yeah. And so you have to add, like, your, your barbarians in different cities. So it's all the same. So mm-hmm. the only thing is, like, the, your characters have different powers, just like the other game has. 
and there are like special there are like a few dice that you have that you use to roll and fight against the barbarians that yeah. I bet you could strip that up. down to a few less mechanics and have a lot exactly, of fun with it like, though less actions to take because there's right. always four actions that you can take in pandemic right. so less mm-hmm. actions to take maybe um quicker invasions so that you mm-hmm. have like there's more action happening and there's you're mm-hmm. not just sitting around so there's that kind of stuff so it's cool and they have like a whole page in the back where they talk about how they really tried really really hard to make it historically accurate but yeah. obviously because it's a game they cannot they, they have to make it work within their framework but i like the idea that or I like I appreciate that they did so much work to make it mm-hmm. like historically accurate as much as they could. Mm-hmm. That's really so, yeah. fun. It reminds me of like the under is the underdog, underdog games that do like uh, trekking through history. Mm, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. I have the her story. Like, yeah, it's got to be a game. So there's got to be some of those mechanics that like make the game work. But yeah. we're trying as hard as we can to make it relevant to history. That's really cool. Yeah. So I'm hoping that I can fit that in. And yeah. I will report back. That's really fun. And it might be something that you can do with one of your classes, but maybe Probably. not all of your classes. Like maybe, maybe, that, cloudy, maybe your Sunshine right. and Rainbows. Yeah. I uh, think those, uh, the Sunshine out. and Rainbows in Puppies class is going to yeah. play it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they probably would understand it. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're just, they're just really high. They're just like mm-hmm. academically really high. I think most mm-hmm. of those kids are in, in accelerated math and stuff, so they're... Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you go to our Discord, you, what you'll see is a lot of conversations lately about cards. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. We've had yeah, like it's lots been on of fire. like. I haven't even. I don't know who started yet. it, but uh, it's been really great to. So if you're like interested in game cards or how to start game cards or what kind of game cards other people are playing in their games, like gamified classrooms, you should go to the Discord. Yeah, uh, you said games a lot. Just now. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, and uh, so you go to rebelteacheralliance.com and click on join our Discord. The buttons work now as uh, Moriarty was making fun of me on it. Uh, or I think he's making fun of you. It's really uncool. I think I, now you I guys think, have a few. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but either way, I'm glad people everywhere. are joining in the conversation. You know what I've always loved about this podcast is that, you know, everybody that's part of uh, All the rebels out there uh, feel very much like a part of this. And so uh, yeah. we don't feel like we record alone. We feel like we record... With everybody. And they're all making fun of us just like we make fun of them. It's perfect. It's yeah, But it's join our Discord on rebelteacheralliance.com. Um, yeah, share the pod out. Go to reviews. Apple reviews is what Fabian's going to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, leave reviews yes. for five, us. Five stars, just, uh, five stars only. Five stars only. My Google podcast is going away. I, I have to find a new podcast. Yeah, Apple podcast people... works really well. Yeah. Okay. Where's Spotify? Yeah. Spotify works uh, really well. Spotify so, works great. Yeah. So yeah. check us out. Uh, check all that out. Uh, check out our side pod. Uh, we kicked off, I think you guys heard last week, we kicked off uh, with... Season uh, 2. Season 2. Tishroom. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's it. Got anything else, guys? No, that's it. No. No, I think, I think we did it. Have a great All week, right. everybody. Yeah, yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.